and we are live that new intro really <laughs> builds the tension doesn't it <laughs> like that little countdown peter <laughs> where's that uh, come from i'm going to take a shit <laughs> uh, yeah no I, i've been using the wrong intro for about five weeks now and i just realized 10 minutes ago <laughs> so that's a real one <laughs> Well, welcome to the show, everyone. As you can see, it's a full house. Um, James, we're really delighted that you've agreed to come back on and break down some of the fights that we've got coming up for us. Thank you for coming on again. No worries. Really nice to have you. I'll come back to you in a second. Uh, Craig, we're going to pop your cherry for your first MMA UK <laughs> live show. How does that feel? That's not right, not all day. Back in the house, good to see you. Yeah, sorry to me. I was I was talking to Lewis, but oh, <laughs> sorry, <laughs> sorry, yeah, 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 sorry, that me. We just sorry, yeah. Was like, was that about me? <laughs> uh, Katie, do you know what? I gotta apologise. I I went out last night. Um, the pubs opened oh, the back oh, up in oh, Wales oh. yesterday. Well, last week. Um, last so week. I no, it's Monday. Monday, the pubs and restaurants open, so I had my first... That's uh, a long stop, tap bad. <laughs> first, first night out last night, and I obviously not drinking. I'm, I'm, I'm feeling it today, so happy to come on here and uh, try, <laughs> try and talk a bit of fights if I can, but it's not a good start, I suppose. <laughs> You're looking a little bit on the pale side, I must say. Yeah, well, I, I, I mean, I'm generally pale, but yeah, after a couple of, couple of drinks and a, a few months layoff, is is a struggle, you know? <laughs> So if we dragged you out of bed for this performance, <laughs> yeah, I'd be, I'd been, I've been sort of collapsed on the sofa most of the day today. I, the worst thing is I only had about two or three drinks as well. It's just that ultimate lightweight <laughs> now, so <laughs> letting Wales down. I know, yeah. <laughs> Glenn, thank you so much for coming back on the show. It's been a couple of weeks since we got you on here. Yeah, it's been a while, isn't it? It's been, uh, it's been a while. And you've been back training. How nice! Ah, uh, yes, I have. I was um, I was doing one to ones in my garage first about three weeks ago. So I did my garage out. Then we got awarded IBJJF uh, elite training status. So it's been a couple of training in, in separate pods. So we're training pods at home. But yeah, it's been really good. I've uh, I've missed this. You know how much I miss this. But it's been breaking yeah. me. Yeah. And you've got a, your own COVID officer there, like checking over. Yeah, I think every gym got to have one. I think every gym got to have one to um make sure they can open wow well peter i know we're gonna have a special on scottish gyms in a in a few weeks and all the the things that you guys are, are planning but um welcome to you as well my my co-host as ever <laughs> yeah i'm just glad we got one special expert guest on tonight obviously that's me uh i will carry, <laughs> I will carry the rest of you when you start starting uh obviously we need a uh, Announce our sponsor of the Late Show first. So the MMA yeah. UK Late Show is sponsored by Fight Fuel. Fight Fuel is a supplementing clothing company founded by martial artists for martial artists and all combat sport athletes. The aim of the company is to supply supplements and clothing of the highest standard to all fighters and warriors so they can train, perform and win just like higher level fighters. <laughs> nice segue. Yeah. <laughs> so James, I'll, I'll come to you first of all, just like to, to ask you how things are going. Um, Obviously, yeah, we've we've spoken at length on this show about Scottish gyms and the fact that they're not 
fully open yet. So, so how have things been for you guys? Uh, we're still shut. So we're, Peter will tell you, we're closed until the 14th of September. Um, we're behind everybody, I think. Um, the now we are, I'm pretty much dealing with like three fighters just now. I've got Luke Shanks in camp for the Cage Warriors World title. Yeah. Uh, I think I've got Stevie Ray getting ready for. I think he's got. He's just been a, offered an opponent for September. Um, Amazing. And I've got a, a kid called Mark Ewan who's like maybe one of the best amateurs in in the country who's mm-hmm. fighting on Celtic Gladiator. So we've got. I'm just working with the guys, kind of individually in little little groups. Um, the rest of my students are, are fucking messaging me every day, want in the gym and. Have you yeah. heard when we can get back and, and whatever else? So um, it's it's just it's still the same as the last time I spoke to you, but yeah, but weird, but weird. How hard is it for you to get people ready for fights at the highest level when you can't really get that many training partners in for them or anything? It's difficult. Um, we've seen it to an extent with Danny Henry getting them ready for the fight with Maqua, and it was we, we couldn't really get guys in like our, our whole squad into train. So it was yeah. doing a lot of stuff with one or two guys. Um it's just a weird atmosphere. We we've we've got a really team orientated atmosphere at the gym when everybody's in it's like there's there's thirty thirty plus fighters in and, and they're all spurring each other on and working and working and working and, and it it was missing um for that fight. Everyone felt a wee bit more kind of clinical where there's two or threes. We've got such a big space at higher level as well. You're in this big massive fucking gym and there's like two or three years trying to work and it's just different man but um, it's, it's the same for everyone I guess but um, hopefully we, well, we get some good news well it's the same for everyone paper. yeah yeah it's the same for everyone here but like I find that a little bit of a head wreck like particularly say the UFC level you you don't know if other people have got full access to their gym you know like Florida mm-hmm. never went into lockdown and whether are they training every day or it's just got to. There's. It's a head wreck on so many levels. Will Will you have an opponent that tests positive for COVID and then the fights off at the last minute? There's just, I think, such a a higher kind of mental pressure that's coming with these fights at the moment. Yeah, it's completely different. So you've got the normal kind of stuff that you can't control, like maybe your opponent pulling out injured or missing weight and, and stuff like that. And now you've got this added pressure. Of, you testing positive for COVID or one of your corner team or, or your opponent. Um, so the Fight Island thing went well, there was a bit of an eye-opener for us. Um, we yeah. Did, we were tested like five times with the double quarantine and whatever else, but I'm actually not looking forward to doing it again if it is Fight Island we're going to in September. Yeah, I was going to say, <laughs> when you know what's coming, those two days that you've got to spend on your own at each end must feel like an eternity. <laughs> Yeah, it's, it's just I, I quite like being on my own generally, but see when it's forced on you, it's it's completely different. Um, yeah, it's it's going good. So yeah, that's got to be one of the lowest points of it. What's what's the thing that you're most looking forward to if you get to go back to to Fight Island again? Um, just we 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 didn't do very well there the last time, so just make, yeah, correcting things and 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 get a better performance and a win. Um. I'll be happy to go back there with, with Stevie, who's who's fired up and ready to go, and and just get a win and get back and just kind of forget about the, the last performance. 
Yeah, yeah, it was a, a tough one to take, I'm sure. Yeah. Right. Okay. Shall we uh, talk about that before we um, move on to what was the main bulk of the show, talking about the upcoming 252 card? Just wanted to recap a few of the fights from last night. It turned out to be quite a fun card. Um, we've we've only got time to talk about three of them and then a special mention unless anyone wants to dive in and, and mention any others but um i've got to give props to one of my favorites ever the dentist darren stewart it was superb to see him get his first submission victory uh in his pro career last night so um he also had a very special tribute for jay um, and he just, you could see the emotion written all over his face. Lewis, what did you think of his performance? Oh, it was great, wasn't it? Like, um, obviously, he had a bit of a bad night when we had the Cage Warriors um, yeah. fight lockdown. He, he fought for Cage Warriors that night. I, I don't know if that does go on his UFC record or if it is just classed as a it's kind of a, there, a, yeah. a freebie. Um, but I, th I think in terms of, like you said, you know, with UFC, if you lose three in a row, sometimes you can look to be cut. I think... I think that's a free pass for him on that one, um, but it was still it was still a loss, and it was a loss that he would wanted wanted to back uh, bounce straight back from, which he did. Um, Darren, we we know him, we've interviewed him quite a few times with Cage Warriors. He's a he's a lovely bloke, so down to earth, and yeah. um, seeing him get that win, it, it honestly was was a great feeling for all the UK fans, and it just continues on from Fight Island, really, where we did so well with fighting from the UK out there. So yeah, yeah great finish, a, a really deep choke, and. Yeah, onto the next one for him now. And he's actually won three out of the last four. That one that he lost to Kubinski yeah. in really strange circumstances. Exactly. Um, yeah. Is is the only one that he's lost at in the last four. And yeah, he he was very honest about the fact that he really needed the money, and that was the only reason he took that fight. So for me, particularly pleasing for him to get the bonus as well last night. But Craig, what did you think of his performance? Yeah. Brilliant, yeah. Who would have seen that outcome as well? A submission his first ever sub. Uh, and Patolo has only ever been sub once as well, I was reading. So definitely didn't see that coming. But I think it was a bit of a stalemate in that first round. Uh, and Patolo actually took the initiative by going for the takedown. And I immediately regretted it <laughs> in that he was, he was straight into that guillotine uh, yeah. and tapping pretty much straight after that. So that taught him a lesson not to take initiatives in fights, I think. Yeah, yeah, well, and he seemed like if you were going to call it, it seemed like he might even have got the, the kind of more impactful shots on the feet yeah, up agree, until yeah. that point. James, did you see it that way? Yeah, I, I actually, I was surprised with the, with the submission as well. I think a lot of people were. Um, yeah. I thought he would edge it and just like work him on strikes. He's a big, powerful guy. Um, I think the the submission itself was beautiful. He, he's he's went guillotine off the single leg and then he's changed to like the Marcelotine and then through to a power guillotine. Um, and I think at the stage that Darren's at now, it's nice to see that he's he's shown different stuff. It's that he's got other kind of facets to his game and stuff. And I think that'll stand him in good stead moving forward. I think he's a type of fellow that's going to be in the UFC for a long, long time. And if he's constantly improving, then he's he's going to be pushing up to towards the top of that division. But I think he's 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 going to have some big fights coming ahead now. Like we, we he's he's winning and stuff like that, and and hopefully he starts getting some recognition as well. 
Yeah, no, I agree with you. And like, while it's easy for people to stay disciplined and stay fit in lockdown, you don't know how people are going to be with those developments, how easy it will be to improve your game if most of what you're doing is strength and conditioning or even training with like one other person. Did you, did you like that display, Glenn? Yeah, it was good. It was good. Um, <clears throat> early in the first round, I, I didn't get caught with two heavy shots as well. Yeah. And uh, I, I thought, you know, here we go, it's going to be good. But like, it's, it's sort of evened itself out. There was nobody was standing out. And uh, yeah, but I thought when he put the guillotine on, I didn't think he was going to go for it because I thought he was going to defend it. He was going to jump past his body, but he didn't. He got his leg in and stopped him passing. Switched then to the, to the deep guillotine. And it was, yeah, it was good. Nicer touch at the end, though, when he put that down, when he grabbed his T-shirt. I thought that was, um, instead of choking up a bit, it was good. <laughs> I know. And I wondered if, like, kind of, there were some stages at the beginning that were a bit like a brawl, um, where he was really going for it, and he was definitely less controlled than he's been in previous fights. Now, he had told me in our last interview that he intended to fight more with that style. But then he also said in his post-fight interview that... Um, you know, a lot of that was down to feeling like he really needed to get some violence out of him because of how upset he'd been um, over what had happened. So, um, yeah. yeah, just he, he definitely looked a different fight. That's what fought him, just on cage warriors. Yeah, yeah, but, absolutely delighted for him. Where would you say he goes from here now? No, um, I know, I know was... James says he's going to climb the top, but what, does he have a gateway fight next or no? Two more, like you said, he's won three of the last four. So he's got to, got to be talking, you know, a, a decent name perhaps next. Yeah, so I've, I think he deserves someone in the top 15, like 14 or 15 maybe. Um, I looked him up oh. earlier because there were people come, Well, I would really like to see him fight Vittori, but I think Vittori's going to be, be wanting to fight up the rankings. But that was who he was supposed to fight in London. And I think that would be a, a fun fight for him. Um, there were two other, and I, I know I'm I'm not um, bitching on the UFC matchmaking at the moment, but it does seem to be just whoever's ready um, and available yeah. will get the fight. There were two or three other middleweights on the card last night that won, so if any of them wanted to get back in soon. He seems to have backtracked a little bit, though, from he was going to stay out in Vegas and wait for another fight. Now he's going to come home, so he doesn't mind if it's a bit later in the year. I wonder if it's that bonus has brought him a bit of extra you got, time. Yeah, so you got the bonus. He probably thought, sat that and not wait back in there. <laughs> <laughs> I hope so. he also got a cut, so he's got stitches, so it could be yeah. that. Um, but I said I wasn't going to talk too much tonight, so that's, that's my quota <laughs> done for the evening. Um, I wanted to move on to the Chris Weidman fight versus Amari Akhmadov. Um, I, <laughs> I'm not really sure what I make of this. James, sum up the fight for us. If I don't like watching Chris Weidman fight anymore, to be honest. Um, yeah. He's he's like a shadow, he's former self. And the thing with that win is they're, they're probably going to feed him to somebody now who will hurt him, which I... I don't really like it. I thought he won. I thought he edged it. I thought it was, yeah, it was a lot closer than than what you'd expect for for a kind of vintage Chris Weidman. But it just shows you yeah. kind of how how far from that level he's fell. It was nice to see him win because he had such a hard run. Yeah. Um, but it, the fact that he's scraping wins like that against against that level of competition just shows you how how kind of off he is. Um, 
I hope they don't put them in with anybody in the top kind of five next week. There's some absolute monsters at middleweight that the top four especially. Yeah. Um, I hope they kind of keep them away for the guys. Who would you match him with if he's not going to walk away? Darren Till. Um, I think him or Vittori, possibly. I think he called him out on Twitter as well. But you don't want to put him with Adesanya. You can't put him with Adesanya or Costa or Whitaker. Um, Gastelum. Gastelum maybe would be a good fight. Yeah, yeah that'd be good back. He's kind of looks like he's fell off a wee bit as well, to be fair. Yeah, yeah. I think he's going to end up being a good Or he might have to drop a weight. Yeah. I, wor- I worry about him feeding himself. So you say you hope they don't feed him. He, he, the first thing he did after his win was that it wasn't a great performance, but top tier guys, I'm coming for you. And you yeah. think, hey. is, is he still under the illusion that he's one of the best? Because he's, he's not showing it at all, is he? He moved up, that failed. He's moved back down. And he sort of admitted himself, he sort of, just got through that fight. Is it the best idea to be calling out the top yeah. guys? Did you sure. did you not think he sounded really unconvincing when he was calling them out as well, Craig? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, so he, he looked unconvincing in his fight and his interview. It's like I don't know what's going on with him. It was like I, I when Trevazian was saying he was okay to continue. Yeah, I'm fine. Yeah, yeah, exactly <laughs> that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, any one of you guys, I'll take. Right, with his head down. Yeah, it didn't make sense, but. Did you enjoy thing, it? You never know. Yeah. Lewis, did you enjoy it? I did, but I'm kind of on the same page as James with this one. Like, I, I'm such a big fan of Weidman, and he's, he's such a fan favourite. It's not nice seeing him in there, and I'm just waiting for him to get dropped at any minute. I don't know why. I know he, he scraped out a win. I think he did just about enough, but I don't know. I just feel like where he's at in his career now, the game, especially at that top 10 level, has, has evolved beyond him. You know, he's... He's predominantly a wrestler. His striking has never been, you know, the, the the best part of his game. But the fight is coming through now. It's just just better and better, well rounded. And you saw that last night, like that. Yeah. He, he fought a guy who was, you know, not not top ten guy, and he, it, well, it was a stalemate for a lot of the fight, wasn't it? There was not much to put between him, and you know, I, 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 I actually, how old is Chris? That's that's another factor. I'm not sure how old he is. He's early thirties. He Thirty five. I think he's 35. Yeah, so, so it's not as if he's a spring chicken anymore either, that he's got like another couple of years to sort of evolve and, and have another shot. I think, you know, he maybe has a, another, another low-level fight. And for me, I'd like to see him hang it up after that, if I'm honest. Yeah. 36. 36. Yeah. yeah. It's sad because he was, <laughs> he's, he's such a fan favourite and the memories we've got of him beating Anderson Silva is, yeah. you know, it's, it's great memories. But I just don't know... But you see guys at the top of that league now, Costa, Adesanya. I, I don't think he's he in wrong with the guys like that. He's, he's not quite got where it takes to beat these guys anymore. And um, sad, but I think sometimes it's, it's, it's the right thing to know when to walk away. And hopefully I'd like yeah. to see Chris have one more kind of um, kind of lower level fight just to have a send off. And I, I'd like to see him call it the day there personally. Yeah, I'm wondering if it had been in front of a crowd last night, if he would have left his gloves in there. It must be kind of a weird environment to say that's much. your last one. And I would I would have liked him to retire on a win, but maybe he just stays away now and, and maybe as like a bit of a legend fight. 
um, mm. as his last one, maybe in his hometown when, when things are yeah. different. Um, Wyman's had quite a lot of knockouts as well, see, as well. He's had some some bad knockouts off. He's been in uh, some, yeah. Jack Ray, uh, Yoel, Luke Rockhold. Yeah. He's, he's had some some beatdowns, you know, so it he's only so much We're damage you can keep on taking. Yeah, exactly. Even Kelvin, when he beat Kelvin, he got dropped as well, so. Yeah. Has this been knocked out? No, he never fought no. this guy, I don't no. think. It was no, the rock odd one that sent him on the slope down, though, wasn't it? That yeah. Was yeah. It, all, it was yeah. that uh, the, the spinning spin back kick was pretty much, you could pinpoint it to that fucking point <laughs> in his career. <laughs> the the biggest mistake of his life. Yeah. It's just been since then. He's lost James, how of, much would... Oh, go on, Peter. Yeah, he's lost five out of seven. He, he, should, he might still quit yet. He might have a look back because you could tell in the post by anything. He was just glad he won any, yeah. any kind of way. He was just glad. Even when you called out the top ten... I'm thinking you shouldn't even be going to anywhere near the top twenty, let alone the fucking top ten. But I think you I should bet, call it. I bet day. Dana's glad he won as well, mind, because because he's a fan favourite. He wouldn't like to have to cut them with so mm. many losses in the last few fights. Yeah, he, yeah. He's one of wants to keep him mad because he's a fan favourite. Yeah, and if they go back to they go back to New York once this is all over and we start having fights again, he's a big name that you can put on a New York card, and you know he brings some fans, and especially if they know you know it is going to be his last it's fight, actually. you know. I think that yeah. still brings a lot of attention. So yeah, who knows with Chris? But I, I think he's he's probably closer at the end now than than uh, what he would maybe like. But so it, that's the breaks I think with MMA, isn't it? Yeah, J James, but, I was my... just going to ask how much you think, like the fact that you pretty much can pinpoint that down to that one bad decision to throw that wheel kick. How much do you think that haunts him, like every day? <laughs> It, it definitely will, because if you remember back to that fight, it was it was very competitive. He actually looked mm. really good against Rockhold at the time, and then it's like he looked like he he's never threw that kick even in training. It was like he yeah. just thought, "I'm going to fucking try that," and <laughs> and it, Rockhold side took a wee step to the side and punished him for it. And I'd imagine he's he's been pretty much hung up on it. But ever since then, like what Lewis was saying, it's it's not even that he's losing. He just seems to get hurt in every single fight and. Yeah. He's been dropped and knocked unconscious and stuff, and that stuff's not good for his family to be watching or no. his coaches and stuff. In the, in the long run, it's somebody has to maybe step in and have a word with him. He's yeah, crazy that it's exactly the same. Sorry, Katie. Uh, exactly the same right. thing has happened. Has happened with Rockhold as well after Bisbing. He keeps exactly the same knocked out yeah. pretty much every fight, isn't he? Yeah. Just what it is that one yeah. big knockout and. Uh, and and that for a lot of fighters that's head down and uh, never never the same again. That's a potential matchup because Luke did say that he's got the the itch to itch. come back. Ooh. But um, oh dear, yeah, I wouldn't like to be cornering in that fight. <laughs> yeah. be a lot of, well, yeah, the loser would be well. stuff. The cornering for the last round, it felt like Ray Longo was really trying to just like g him up, really trying to dig deep within Weidman to like pull something up. Did you notice that, Glenn? Uh, no. No. <laughs> <laughs> but, oh, I couldn't I couldn't understand how they both gassed to that level. Yeah. You know, you know, uh, the other guy, how do you pronounce his name? He looked for like I called him Akhmedov. Akhmedov. Oh, well, I'll do. Akhmedov. <laughs> Akhmedov. <laughs> but I just can't understand how, how much he gassed to that level. You know what I mean? It surely yeah. Okay, it's different when you're there and the lights and the pressure, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera, but surely you shouldn't be gassing that level. That's all I could get. I kept thinking of in the last round was, how was he so tired? 
Yeah, they both looked old as well, I thought. Okay, that guy was full of muscles, you know, they take a lot of oxygen. And it's different when you're trying to wrestle or trying to get up all the time. I know it's going to sap energy. It's different to train in, but there's just no no way at that level should he be that tired. Yeah. No, I agree. It must be hard not, not fighting with uh, Matt Sarah's energy in your corner, though. If, if he's not there, I think you'd lose uh, a bit of energy just not, without his energy behind you. Yeah. Never yeah. gets up, does he? <laughs> <laughs> Um, okay, let's move on to the main event, Derek Lewis versus Alexi Oldenek. This fight went exactly the way I thought it was going to go. <laughs> <laughs> so, there were just two people living out their stereotypes with Alexi trying to go for the Ezekiel like from minute one and Derek Lewis starting with the high kick. But Lewis, what, what did you think as you expected? <laughs> Yeah, I think you summed it up perfectly. Um, it, it was, it was. I enjoyed it. You know, Derek Lewis is such a beast for a big guy. The way he has that explosive kind of jump kick and the way he comes forward. I know he, I know he doesn't have too many of them in him throughout the fight, but when he comes at you, man, he comes at you hard. And um, another knockout. I think he's the most. He's got the most knockouts in heavyweight history now, which is a. <laughs> It's a big, it's a big achievement, really, when you look at that division and the fighters that's been in there. So he'll be happy with that. Um. Yeah, I thought like like you said, it was a, it was a good fight, good main event, and to be honest, I, I have got a bit of a soft spot for Derek Lewis. I think he's he's a good fighter, but he's a legend outside of the cage as well. Um, love following him on Instagram. So yeah, I was glad glad to see him go in. To be honest, and uh, be looking forward to seeing what's next for Derek now. Yeah, James, how would you coach Derek if he was your fighter? <laughs> you would, I don't think he'd listen to me. To be fair, <laughs> <laughs> but, just that. I just, more flying knees, more jumping kicks. Nobody's expecting that of somebody that size. Um, and just I have to get him to coach me. Maybe see the way he escapes mount just by standing up and shit like that. Like, <laughs> uh, that shouldn't be possible, but he's that big and strong. He just he does stuff like that in every single fight. Um, I think when he never when he survived those submission attempts in round one, and I think try to submit somebody that size and that powerful. Yeah. Especially, especially with the with the choice of submissions. The guy he was going after is is so hard. Um, he should have maybe sat back on a leg lock or something, and, and maybe got him that way. But, but try to submit him with the arm or the neck is going to be problematic. And then when he's come out and went airborne with that flying knee into the right hand, I was just like, "Oh, this is done. Like he's he's <laughs> got him." But the yeah. the opponent just looked like he got really tired trying to submit him in that first round. Yeah, yeah, he did. Uh... Glenn, what did you what did you make of the the whole fight? Mate, I gotta be honest, I really enjoyed it. And the reason why <laughs> how good was Alexi Lineal's sweeps? I know he's, he's quite easy. When he was going to yeah. half guard, he was chasing yeah. a single leg, switching angles. I thought to sweep somebody that big, I think you yeah. know, all right, I know he's an heavyweight, Probably, but he's a lot yeah. bigger than him. He'd be away twenty pound or you know. I thought I was really impressed with that. Like, okay, he didn't get a job then, but his jiu-jitsu was was on show. Like, I was good. Yeah. Okay, we know he's gonna chase the net. He's know he's gonna chase things. But and and you heard the commentator say that he that he spoke about. He's he's got a plan. You can see he, he clearly thought he could dead an arm um, the the beast, didn't he? But there was that scarf and trying to set that up and all. Yeah. But how, how much gas did that take from his arms? You know. Was his oxygen used up in his body for him to be knocked out afterwards? You don't know, but it was uh, it was really good show, BJ, for me. 
yeah and the disappointment as well when you don't get the the submissions yeah. when you're in the right positioning and you've you've got it on and it's just not happening he he might have a plan but i don't know what his plan b and c is in yeah. that fight and you you, you look you look he looked drained when he got up from that from the end of the first round you could see in his face he like not only of his sucked his energy but sacked his heart for me as well, thinking, you know, I didn't get it done. I, I can look out in the next, next 20 seconds. It's the second round. Like. Yeah. And you spoke about conditioning in the last fight. Who? Did, what did you think of the conditioning in this one? Because I personally was glad it didn't go all the way. <laughs> well, you know, like the, the flying knees of kicks takes out the big guys, right? But all right, he's defending the choke for two minutes. He didn't use much energy there, you know. Yeah. All, all right doing that, it's, he's not going to lose you as much energy. So I think that was probably enough for him to get enough explosiveness to knock him out. If he'd been actually fighting it a bit more, or, I don't know, trying to get up, or trying to... Hang on, should I turn me? Yeah, yeah. Craig, who what? do you think's next for the Beast? Uh, funnily enough, I've written down Rosen Strike. Whether he wins or loses in his next okay. fight, I think that's the one to make. Only because they're just going to go at, to war, aren't they? Um, We'll get on to Rosenstruck in, in a little bit, I'm sure, but that's who I think is going to be next for him. Uh, but the thing about Lewis is that you couldn't convince anyone who's never seen him fight before that he was going to come out and try a flying knee uh, just completely out of <laughs> the blue, uh, which was hilarious, but effective. Uh, and James might actually be able to give a little insight, but when I was reading up on what he was saying, he said it was, he couldn't breathe in that choke. And I was just wondering how close you thought it was for him maybe to submit him I thought I thought he was going to tap to be honest because you've seen mm -hmm. that guy submitting people with that before um, it's such a weird goofy move but you know that guy he's like he's like a black belt at it he's, he's, he's exceptionally good at that one move um, yeah. you see him tap guys who, they know the move's coming it's kind of like the, the Von Flew choke you see, you, see mm -hmm. you know guys get into those fights they know that move is coming Um and you just can't fucking stop it. And we, we had an experience with that with, with Danny at, at Fight Island with Maquan. We knew this Anaconda choke was coming and we, we repped and repped and repped. And the, the fact that Lewis didn't tap to it shows that he's, I was going to say he's got big balls or he's got big hot balls, but he got it. He got oh, it. Yeah. it. <laughs> but he, he did say uh, going forward he wants to get his weight under control, didn't he? He, he, he says that after every fight. <laughs> yeah, well, he, he, he picked December though. I thought that's a bad month to get your weight under control, isn't it? You want to be back in December. I thought, mm, he's not thought that free. Straight but, off to Thanksgiving as well. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, <laughs> ready for Christmas. Are you talking about personalities? Oh, he's a big personality in the UFC, isn't he? I mean, yeah, fan for it. I love him. I do. Oh yeah. And, and you're no surprise he's no called up for a title shot because he's won three in a row. We've got the big title fight next week. You're no surprise he's like. Planting some seeds. I don't think he cares. I don't think no, he gives I don't a think shit. he cares. <laughs> he probably doesn't know there's a title fight next week. <laughs> <laughs> I, I would like to see him take Francis on next because they're both on a bit of a winning streak. And depending on what happens next week, we don't know what's going to happen with the title. It could be. Have they fought? I don't yeah, ever yeah, want yeah, yeah, that yeah, fight yeah, again. That's what I'm saying. It was the worst fight ever, but I think that different story set in time around. I think they would put I on think a show. Ngannou yeah. had PTSD from the Stipe fight, <laughs> and Derek Lewis was 
in poor condition and they both tried to counterpunch the entire fight and nothing got thrown. And I think it was the lowest amount of strikes thrown in UFC history. It's the worst fight I've ever had the misfortune to watch live. The UFC... The UFC won't make that fight again, I don't think, after last time. They should still let them put their rights. I think it'd be a different uh, story this time around. It will be a totally different story, I think, if it happened again. Nah. But um, and Garno I and think Bones. Come if on, Garno said he wants to, to hold out for a, a title shot after the one we're just about to talk about. <laughs> uh, so, <laughs> leading on, <laughs> we're going to do our um, analysis of 252. Um, Stipe versus DC3. Usually I'm not a fan of, of rematches and rubber matches. I think there's enough people in the divisions, but this one clearly makes sense. Um, Lewis, it's one apiece. How do you see the third one going? Well, first of all, it's a really exciting fight. I'm, I'm really looking forward to it. Two great competitors, two great personalities, and two great champions. So I'm really looking forward to the fight. I mean, in, in one respect, I can see this going either way. Like, they're both so good. But <laughs> I think on the day, it's going to go to DC. I think DC's had a, a good bit of time to prepare for it. He's got all his boys back in with Rockhold and Cain Velasquez. I've seen the photos on their Instagram pages. So he's got everyone around him at the moment that he needs. Um, I think with everything that's going on, Steve has been spending a lot of time with his job outside of the UFC as well, which I think could could potentially be a factor in the preparation time. Um and yeah, I think I'm not sure if it is in the smaller ring or not. But if it is, that's another factor it that is. plays in the DC. Yeah, well, that plays in the DC's wrestling big time. I think DC is going to go in and get the job done by a five round decision because he looked really good in the last fight as well. He was he was catching Steep uh, Day with some great shots. Yeah, I just I just about to say it because you always say it. Um, but yeah, he's he's catching with some great shots. Um, he was winning the fight up until I think he got started to get hit with the body shots, yeah. and that he obviously changed of, the momentum. Yeah, I think he if you can avoid that, his game plan. yeah, I think I think with this, I think he's going to mix it up quite well. I think he'll be like with him landing those shots, but then going much more heavily on the uh, attempts at takedowns, and I think that's going to be enough to get him a decision this time. Yeah, I d I have to say he he for me was winning the last fight until he just. Started abandoning the game plan and not having yeah. enough respect for Stipe's power. Glenn, how do you see it going? Um, I watched uh, number two back again this week and um, I didn't realise, I, I must have forgot how good DC's head movement was. Dropping his hands, I'm not a fan of, baiting him. Soon, but Stipe's ability to swap in each round, like, and he's seen the dangers, and then the, the, once he dropped the body, he didn't. He, he wasn't using his head as bait anymore, so he couldn't counter punch and catch him. That's what I want. Eh? I think you're going to see both of them in massive different game plans. Um, I'm not sure which. I want Steve when I'm a bigger Steve fan, but I think DC could probably win a four and five rounder. But I'd, I'd like to see a both stay in the feet because it's probably going to be DC's last fight, win or lose. So is yeah. is he going to go up on a high and try and throw and try and I don't know school him on his feet? But in the ring, are small. This is probably going to end up wrestling on auto slugfest. Yeah. I think it's going to be hard. I, one thing I will say, I think it'll be very difficult for DC to keep Stipe down. I think he, if he, it yeah. could be one of those kind of attritional fights where you just see him, you know, popping back up, going down, popping back up until one of them gets tired. Um, when I watched it back as well, for, for somebody, and let's be honest, 
he's a fat he's he's fat heavyweight. You know, he he's not he's not a natural heavyweight. He's fat. His his head movement was was really really good. Like I, I didn't give him enough credit for that. It was, it was his quality. He was baiting, he was moving, slipping shots, counter shots. Second only went again, and then DC was seeing it come in. He was slip, slipping him, and then count, counting like third, fourth, fifth phase, rather than just this, the first and third. It was really good. Comment there from Chris Gadden, DC versus Stipe. Who does DC. the smaller cage suit most? Are we all in agreement that suits DC more? Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. Stipe has been trying to get Dana to make it a bigger cage. He's been campaigning yeah. for it. That so, does everything. Yeah. yeah. Oh, look at the first fight, and when he when he was fighting, and, and he, I think DC was beating John Jones on the inside as well. Every time yes. he got inside his range, he was smashing him on the inside. So this, even if he don't, if he presses inside that pocket and he, he doesn't shoot, he's still going to win on the inside. That's what dropped him the first fight was the elbow. So it's it's about the shadow without even if it's wrestling or striking, it's going to suit him on a smaller cage. Yeah. Who do you see coming out on top this time, James? Uh, I've got DC as well. The, the smaller cage would have, would have been the first thing I mentioned. Um, he, he has to go forward. He's a shorter man, so he has to go forward. And the, the smaller cage always kind of favours the guy putting on the pressure. Um, mm -hmm. These guys have touched on everything, I think. He looked phenomenal in the first fight. The second fight, he, looked, he, was, he was probably winning. His head movement was excellent. Stipe made the right adjustments going to the body when he couldn't tag him in the head, which which is what you get taught today. Um, and then it was almost like he got a wee bit complacent when he got tagged. Um, and I don't think he'll make that mistake twice. He's a, he's a smart guy. Yeah. I think he's probably prepared for the body shots this time as well in case yeah. they come. Cause they, they definitely took a toll the last time. But I, I, I'm going to make a call. I'm going to make a call. And I, I reckon it's going to be totally... They're both going to go for legs. That's the only thing left they haven't done leg kicks. <laughs> I'm just gonna say, look, they both gonna kick smoke out of each other's legs. Because last time I was watching, they both crying out for leg kicks, yeah. and they didn't come. James, you said he's gonna be more prepared for the body. What sort of work will he be doing conditioning wise to, to strengthen for the body shots? Don't go to KFC. <laughs> <laughs> he's, he's maybe just working on like his. His placement and his counters, um, maybe even just body conditioning. Like you see these bo the rounds in boxing gyms and and stuff like that, where guys will just let the their partners kind of tag away to the body and, and stuff like that. But I'd imagine he'll, it's it's probably going to be a bit smarter. And it'll be it'll be accompanying his head movement, with his footwork, and not being in a position for him to land the body shots. Yeah. Or have some trigger counters. So when Stepe does go and try and touch him in the body, he's got something ready to counter the, the body shots back. Um, mm. I, I would imagine, like he's 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 probably at the best camp in the world. I think at AK with Javier Mendes with, with the guys coming out of there. So he's he's bound to have made adjustments. He's a smart guy. You can tell listening, listening to him. He's, he's already come out. He, he came out on uh, Ariel podcast saying that he found big gaps and he wants to keep the left elbow tucked a lot more. Uh, yep. And he's already seen big big gaps in the tape that he's looking to exploit. I don't know whether if you were planning to exploit those, whether you would come out. And Tell people that, but he seems to. He's not like that man. He knows what he's doing. Yeah, he knows what he's doing. Mm. So, Quake, are you going for DC as well? I am. Yeah, on points as well. Same as Lewis. I think it's going to be points this time. Um, he, in that same interview, he, he clearly believes in his ability to stand up with DP, which which is amazing because he's actually he's five foot eleven, which is yeah. the same size as Sean O'Malley, who's a bantamweight. Which I think is insane when Stipe's six foot five. Um, 
But uh, yeah, I completely agree that he's going to probably win on points this time. Um, he, he, the thing I question is, is if this is his last fight, the, the motivation, Stipe's got that career as champion still in front of him. He's not looking to retire just yet. And he has that motivation of being the champion and going forward as champion and earning all that money. Whereas DC's going to sort of says he's going to retire after this fight. I don't, I'm not sure he is going to. Uh, I think he's got, I got, I called it uh, last week actually and, and put it out online and got slated for saying I think he's going to have one more rematch with someone who he's quite used to uh, fighting with at heavyweight. Um, but I was glad to hear Bisbing say the same thing this week uh, and, and he went along with that. And I think that's all the motivation DC needs. Uh, I don't think John me. Jones will fight him at heavyweight. No, I you don't. don't. No, no, you don't. Because I think DC will beat him at heavyweight. Yeah. Maybe. I, I actually agree with you there. He'll, um, and he wants it on his own terms. That's part of the kind yeah. of control and mind game, I think, that he'll demand this at 205. And um, I don't know. I'd like to see DC win and walk away on a high. Um, but I could also see, you said that Stipe's not looking to retire. I could also see Stipe walking away if he won, because I feel you like... Yeah, I do. Um, and I think his eye injury is actually quite bad as well. Okay, um, well, I think he's so, going on. Um, but is it, you said, you mentioned, I'm, I'm sorry, I'm not sure who did, that uh, Stipe's been working a lot. Uh, on, but so has DC. He's had, I mean, he steps away from commentary a little bit, but he's been doing that podcast every week. He's been keeping himself busy. He's already That's said he's not work, mate. Up. Come on. You can, this guy's been grabbing for the fires out, man. Fucking hell. But no, he's got, he's got all the things on his mind. He's, he's setting himself up. Yeah, we've up all got our things on our minds, son. But he's just not working, man. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> I think Steve is under pressure, as I do from the UFC. I don't think he gets the credit he deserves. You know, all right, they've had a long time out since he won a title back, but... They moaned and put him under pressure. They don't. They wouldn't have done that to DC because they they love DC. So, so I think I I think he'd step away depending on what his contract says. Um, for that reason think, only. You think Steve will go his separate ways as well, boy? Depending on what his contract says, I think he'd, if he was one on, on his contract, I don't think he'd renegotiate. You are. You can both move into retirement home with Conor McGregor, can't they? <laughs> yeah. Conor. <laughs> I wonder uh, if he loses. to mention him, son. If Stipe yeah. wins and... Uh, sorry, if DC wins and Stipe loses, do they both retire? No, no. I, d- I don't think Stipe no. would want to retire on a loss. I no, think he I wants... To, I, I actually think he's quite cheesed off with the UFC and I think yeah, I mean, he'd yeah. quite enjoy walking away with the belt, with the which belt. they yeah, always yeah, hate. Um, you and could see him. Okay, yes. then say does who fights for the entire title? Who, who fights for the vacant title? Sorry, James, didn't mean to cut it off. Um, John Jones just to rub it in for Cormier. <laughs> um, it'll either be in Garnu or John Jones, I imagine. I'd James, who do you think it would be? It would be in Garnu, I think. Um, it's, got, I, it's gone off, I think. Oh, no, yeah, it is. You've got the, the dynamic there where DC's like the ultimate company man, and then. Yeah. Steepy seems to be button heads with the, yeah. with the UFC for a long, long time. So yeah, um, I, I think if D, if DC lost, UFC would be more inclined to to try and talk him into another fight. Where it, they probably wouldn't give a shit if Steepy lost and walked away. It'd be nice yeah. to see Steepy win and just do a Cejudo and retire, drop the belt, yeah. and walk out the cage type of thing. But it'd also be nice for 
for DC to get the win and just leave after the career he's had at the top of the game. Mm-hmm. No, I agree with you. DC did come out and say that this trilogy with Miocic will define his career and not the two fights with John Jones. What do you think about that? Yeah, I think I that it's, it's what he needs to believe to for his career yeah, to maybe. have complete well, meaning. DC's been a champion in both ways. John Jones hasn't. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah but as DC... Would DC have been champion if John Jones hadn't been hadn't beaten himself? He was actually winning. He was well. As you said earlier, he was actually beating Jones in one of those fights. And the head kick, wasn't he? The head kick. Yeah. Yeah. Who who do you have winning this fight, Peter? I just hear you say Stipe. No. Stipe is that what you want me to say? No. Peter was I, calling him Stipe for yeah. how long? Oh, God. A yeah, couple I, of years. I say it the way it's spelt. No, no, the posh way. But uh, <laughs> I, I was torn in this fight. I, I had uh, Stipe as a favourite till earlier on today, and I kind of really dug into it and thought about it. I think uh, DC possibly his last fight. I think he will retire if he loses. Uh, if he doesn't, you might still say he's retiring. But I think in a few weeks he'll, he will continue. Uh, who knows against but DC's got he's got so many different ways he can win this fight you can knock him out you can grapple him to death you can take him down you can submit him so Stipe's only got one way to win this fight and that's to knock him out he's very good at that but I've just got I just got a feeling that DC's going to turn it on I think DC's going to finish him in the first couple of rounds I think it's going to go early I don't think I can't see this going the distance whatever I think if it goes by the third I think Stipe will be the favourite and might catch him again but I just, I'm wanting DC to win this, and then we'll see what happens after that. I can. Yeah. We, we talk about John Jones. Everybody said he'd move up, and he says he won't move up. Blah blah blah. I think if DC wins this in a few weeks' time, I think Jones might step up. If, if he's going to have a fight at heavyweight, this would be the fight to have it at as well. Depends so, what money they offer. Yeah. Money with him now. I think Dana would put that fight on for big money as well and give him money. But we'll see. We'll see. Let's get this fight out of the way first and see what happens. Uh, I just think DC is going to catch him early on, and going to take. I'm hoping he takes him down and he submits him. That's what I want to see. But we'll see. Submission. I know. I know DC's wrestling is brilliant, but what do you think of Steve wrestling? I think it's excellent, and you've seen it against yeah. Ngannou. It is, and yeah, it's, yeah. It's, yeah. Unreal. I, people, people are forgetting that. Huh? I, I think because in on the last fight he was the only one of shots for takedown twice. DC didn't yeah. shoot. But he's then, got okay, higher, DC I, defended it. Okay, he's got, he's, got higher, he's, defended got high, it. he's got a higher takedown percentage than DC. He's wrestling. So, so saying he's going to only win by knockout, I disagree. I think he could, they could both wrestle and cancel each other out. That's why he'll end up staying on his feet. Yeah, yeah, That's yeah. why DC didn't shoot last time. That's what happened the last fight, didn't it? Yeah, I think I think um, perhaps they do both go back to their bread and butter and try and out wrestle each other. Who knows? But uh, saying he can only win by knockout, that's what he meant. Nah. Um, one more question I've got for you all on this fight. I don't know if any of you saw Open Mat this week with Dan Hardy. He did his um, top 10 UFC heavyweights of all time. He had DC at number 10 and Stipe at number one. Just wondered what you you thought <laughs> of that. Uh, James, yeah, I'm going to come to you first. <laughs> um. Uh, there's a there's a very good argument for Stipe being number one. Um, the names on his record, you just need to look at the guys on his record to be yeah. fair. Um, 
he doesn't. I don't think he gets enough credit, not even like just for his wrestling, but for the names on his record and, and his performances and his consistency. He's, I think it's just his personality and he's, he's quite an unassuming guy, whereas if, if that was Derek Lewis's personality and his skill set, every country absolutely slaver yeah. him. But um, he's, uh, there's a good argument for him to be number one, the same way with even Verdum and stuff, just with the names on the record. If you go through the record, they've, they've beat everybody else who could possibly be considered in the top five. Um, I don't know about DC at number 10. He should definitely be higher than that. He, he should have been maybe top five kind of best UFC fighters of all time to an extent. But yeah. He should definitely yeah, be higher that's, than that's, 10. That's I'm going to jump in. UFC fighters of all time, yes, he will be num- number one, perhaps two. Heavyweights. How many fights have you had at heavyweight? Yeah. All his yeah, fights are like the heavyweight. Yeah. If he if he had been fighting every fight at heavyweight, he'd probably be number one or number two. He'd probably be better than Stipe. But because he's had so many fights at like heavyweight, I think that's the only reason it's just, just uh, justified. And it was UFC heavyweights as well. So I was also considering strike force and stuff like that that, that didn't come into it. So yeah, um, I still thought he might have been higher up the list than that. But anyway, that was just uh, a little Daniel, side note. Less at this. Randy Couture was number two. I'm looking at it right here. Oh, okay. Velasquez is number three. Frank Muir's number four. Matt Coleman's number five. Alosky's number six. DeSantos, seven. Noguera, eight. And Overeem, nine. I don't agree with that, but it's a good top Mm -hmm. ten. Yeah. Would I watch a podcast where this week they spoke about um, Overeem? It it was DC and uh, Ariel. They said about Overeem being the best heavyweight of all time. Got to be a perfect. Okay, he's been in there some greats, but best heavyweight of all time. He's hitting myth, isn't he? You never know where he's going to turn up. Yeah. He's been knocked out a lot He's gone poor since since, uh, they started testing more. (laughs) (laughs) I know my thoughts on that, Katie. I wouldn't start. (laughs) The biggest thing Overeem... I would. Right, let's move on to the co-main event. First thing I want to ask you is if it should be the co-main event. Um, it's obviously a pay-per-view um, and Sean O'Malley is a huge name in the sport. He's obviously got a lot of eyeballs on him, but he's pretty young in the game to, to be co-main. It's him versus Marlon Vera. What do you make of this fight, Glenn? I didn't know that was co-main. That's what it, that's what that it said co-main. on the, the uh, card that I looked up. Yeah, I don't think I should be saying that properly, is it? Because it, got, it is definitely co-main, is it? Yeah, it is. Oh, no, it's I'm not a fan of For me, right, I know, I know how good O'Malley is. I know he's going to be a, a pay-per-view seller. He's a big name. He's a big character. But I, I just don't think he should be bragging as much as he is. He hasn't fought out the wrestler yet. He hasn't been taken to that deep waters yet. They're giving him strikers. I just think I just, I'd love to see him see how he does against an out the wrestler. We'll wait, find out. Well, I don't think they're going to put him with a wrestler anytime yeah, soon, no. do you, Jay? I was hoping they was when he started asking him for more money. Right then, have a wrestler, and let's see how you go. I think they're going to 
the first time you'll face somebody with decent wrestling is probably for the title, I'd imagine. Yeah. Um, I think they're, the, the kid's got a massive following, and that's probably why he's, he's co-main, and, and rightly so, he's exciting to watch. I think they've given him a... The opponent's like another little step up and level for him. But Vieira's probably the best fighter he's fought to date. He's still, he's not short like like some of the other guys he's fought and stuff like that. Um, yeah, it'll, it'll probably give him some problems. Um, and his coach, he's got a very good coach. He's he's working with Jason Perillo and stuff. So I think it'll be an excellent fight. But I would I would love to see him fight Brett Johns. I think I said that the last time I was on here. I was like, they'll, yeah. they'll, not, they'll not put him with somebody like Brett Johns just now because he'll get. He'll get grinded on and, and yeah. p- pounded out probably, but I think the first time he'll fight anybody who's got the potential to wrestle with him is probably when they get him to a title shot. Yeah, I totally agree with you. I, um, I think the vi- I think the virus limits that as well. Obviously, Brett had to fight on Fight Island and all that, so European fighters can't go over there yet. So that might have a decide yeah. the matchmaking for a, for a few months yet as well. Yeah, but I, d- I just don't see them making that fight, even if um, O'Malley could get to Fight Island. Um, I just don't see. Um, he's obviously a big ticket seller, deserve co-main event. But nobody's buying tickets to go to the show. You don't have to exactly. worry about the arena in- emptying out. And if you're buying the pay-per-view, as long as he's on the main card, you've still got to buy the pay-per-view. That's, that's just my opinion. I love Sean O'Malley. I love watching him fight. I love watching Cheeto verify it, actually, unless it's against Brad Pitt here, but he's, he's, it, it is going to be a wicked fight. It's just two people who are quite early on in their careers and it's quite a big pay-per-view card. I was, I was just surprised when I saw it, but it is going to be a fun fight, isn't it, Lewis? Yeah, I think it's a great matchup, actually. I could go either way, I think. Probably with the bit of momentum he's got and everything's behind him now, I think O'Malley does just about enough to get the job done. Um, I, I think with regards to what you said about obviously him being co-main event, I think I, I'd say he probably doesn't deserve it, but they, the UFC are trying to make a star out of him, and that's how they do it is by putting yeah. putting you up, putting him in good matchups high up the card. So I think it's it, it makes sense from that point of view. We know he's he's got a big following, so I, I'm saying probably in the body of work he's done, he doesn't deserve it, but. For who he is, he, he does deserve it. So, yeah, great fight. Um, I, I don't really know, kind of... It's hard. It's a hard prediction because Chito Vera is is really good and really experienced. I think he's probably a step ahead of O'Malley in that sense. But, like I said, with, with momentum, O'Malley's got behind him, the knockout power, the, the kind of creativity he has in the cage as well. I think he just about gets the job done and... Uh, like James said, we probably won't see him face a real top wrestler until he gets to that, you know, tight number one shot or like an eliminator or something. That's when we'll really see him pushed up. But I, I do feel like the UFC are trying to make a star of him. They're going to pick his yeah. opponents uh, quite carefully now in terms of the names and the, the styles. And, you know, that that's one of the benefits of being on the good side of the UFC, I suppose. I think uh, you know, I'd like to see him fight in a couple of fights time. I think it'll be a good fight. Go Jose Aldo. Yeah, Jose yeah, I'm hoping he won't be around in a couple of fights. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, I know that, but it'd be a great fight to send off. Who's not going to pay for that pay per view? Yeah, uh, like Conor McGregor's the only one who's had a pay per view on a non title fight, I think, um, in the last couple of years. I can remember, yeah, that could be a pay per view with a non title fight. James, were you just about to? I uh, just a, a couple the... more things. Uh, I think they, they can't have him as a main event until he's been co main event, I think. Um, 
and I think that you can see where the UFC is pushing that kid. He's going to be a main event fighter. Um, mm. I, I think one thing, but that they may have dropped the ball a wee bit on. I think I think Vieira might be the wrong guy to bring in because Vieira haven't his mind that he's getting brought in to lose, and he's a dangerous, dangerous guy. I think that happened to him somewhere when he came over and fought Brad Pickett. Maybe he was a, a late replacement, and it was like. Brad's last fight in London and all that shit, and he came over and you could see it in his in his face. He's like, I'm I'm not here for this guy to go on a win. And I remember I was at that fight cage side, and when he won, it the whole place went silent. Uh, yeah. And and Vera's probably got that chip on his shoulder, thinking like they're, they're trying to build this guy off me, and he's, he's a dangerous, dangerous guy to be taking that risk way. But like I said before, he needs he needs to be taking riskier fights than the ones he's been taking. So. If he yeah. gets past if he gets past the era and looks good doing it, then then can he call me in and main event fights is, is going to be there for him. The, like the one thing I will say about Sean O'Malley as well, it's not like with some of the people they've tried to build into stars where he's all style and no substance. Like he is a very technical fighter and he takes his training really seriously and he is a really hard worker and he's like very he's got very analytical brain and and all the rest of it craig do you do you see this who do you see winning this one uh O'Malley, just but i do throw myself to the world i do quite like him as co-main okay. um only because and lewis sort of agreed with me but even though he said i don't think he should be but um it, looking at who else is on there john dodson is on the main card He's not going to be co-main. You got Dos Santos and Rosenstruck, so that's realistically the only other that's co-main. That's the one I would have had, yeah. You think? That's what then? Do they have back-to-back heavyweight heavyweight fights? Why not? Unlike, um, do you think so? Could end. Uh, yeah. Okay. Well, I just like that Sean O'Malley's a new name. Dos Santos has been around forever, Dodson, and it, they've sort of been there, done that, uh, and it's just something new that they can, and it's their ticket, as you said. As James said, it's their ticket to make this guy a main eventer in maybe in his next fight or the fight after that. And and until he's been co main, he's not gonna be main. So well well the uh well the pressure of the crowd's not on him. Um and it and, and it's behind the sort of closed doors, it's something that he can get on with. Uh but the one thing I was worrying about with him uh was that he seems to be overlooking Vera. Uh just like you said, James, with the Vera being sort of him being brought in to lose. Uh, O'Malley's already on online calling out Gar- uh, Garbrandt. I know Garbrandt's just going down to fight for the yeah. title, but he's sort of already calling out Garbrandt, and that's a, a... Most fighters will wait till they win until they start calling out the bigger names. And I feel like he's that a sort of telling of his, of his mindset going into this fight that he's already won it. Uh, that's the only reason I would worry. And, and Vera's obviously very dangerous by submission as well, so could he get caught? Maybe. Uh, but I did like, I saw something online, a, a picture, I don't know if you've seen Adesanya's new haircut, uh, bright yeah. pink, <laughs> and, 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 and O'Malley was next to him and, and it said, we all know uh, if we could that we would all have this haircut if we could beat anyone up in the world. So I quite like that a lot, that was quite clever, because <laughs> um, I probably would, uh, bright, bright pink. But, but yeah, I think O'Malley just, uh, I've gone KO in second round. KO in second round, specific yeah, as well. I like it. Yeah. Who are you going for, Peter? Uh, I think is a dangerous fight. Uh, I think, did he know win six in a row before he lost his last one? Which is a bit controversial as well, the decision. Uh, I'm hoping Vera takes him to places he's not been before, maybe try and grapple him and all that. And 
see where that leads to. Because O'Malley's not been tested anywhere apart from stand up. So I'm hoping that Vera can maybe take him somewhere. Uh, I, if he doesn't and he keeps it standing, I expect O'Malley to knock him out in the first couple of rounds. Uh, I've heard as well O'Malley is now taking fight fuel to get away from the dodgy supplements he's been taking as well. <laughs> you know, you know, I gave he's him a 15% sex. discount, yeah. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, no, O'Malley, O'Malley's a great character, isn't he? He's now yeah. come out. We did an article today where he's going on about smoking and drugs and sex and all that. He's now saying he's got an open relationship and all that. He's got the hair and all that, the appearance and all that. He's entertaining. You want, you want, you, you're going to want to watch his fights. And if he keeps knocking people out, then it's exciting. And that is a fight down the line. I'd like to see him and Cody at some point. So yeah. I hope O'Malley wins. So at least the bigger fights and bigger entertainment. So that's what I want to see. So it'll be interesting to see how far he can go and, and we'll get to see test other aspects of these games if he wants to make it and to be a champion. But he's young yeah. enough. He's really he's good, he's talented, so it'll be interesting to see where it goes. Yeah, no, me too. Um, I'm really looking forward to that fight. So the next one up is JDS versus Rosenstrike. Uh, Craig, I'm going to come to you first because you mentioned him earlier. Um, and you've already got his next fight lined up for him. Yeah, I so. have. <laughs> but I actually think he's going to lose. <laughs> okay. I actually think he's going to lose. Um, just because he's coming off uh, quite an embarrassing defeat for him against Ngani. Mm -hmm. uh, and like we were talking about before, on, she'd been knocked out in that way. How, how much did your head drop? Uh, and JDS has been around for so long and fought so many names that I just think he will know exactly what buttons to push to get that sort of emotional response from Rosenstrike that he can just get him out of there in the first or second round and, and probably knock him yeah. out. My worry with JDS is that he's a bit of a glass cannon now. James, how yeah. do you see the fight going? Um, I think Rosenstrike maybe will put on a performance similar to what he done against Overeem and just out. And no take any risks and just he's he's probably a better technical kickbox. I think JDS is 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 pretty much short, but have you seen the pictures of him recently? He looks like he's on he looks he's like enjoying you Sada being yeah. <laughs> not available. I, he's been taking fight fuel. he's on more than fight fuel, I think. Have you seen the shape of him? He looks fucking incredible. But he's about forty one, I think, as well. But yeah. I think it Rosenstrike's probably got, got some shit to get off his chest after what happened to him the last time out. Um, I think he'll okay. go in and, and he'll be professional and disciplined and, and probably not take any two risks and just outpoint him out the distance. Um, but you know what it's like it that way if JDS connects something on him and, and puts him away. But if they, if they start exchanging and stuff like that, I think JDS's chin is gone. Um, yeah. unless, unless they've not fight fuel that he's been. Taking fucking strength in it. Um, I'd imagine Rosenstrike gets the job done. James, you spoke. You did a Facebook page, uh, a Facebook page post earlier on about that, about taking steroids and all that. And does it test the chin? I think it was a Mark Cunt book you were reading. Do you kind of believe that might you could maybe take more shots if you're cheating like that? I, I know for a, I know some bouncers who take up like stuff. Like, they don't train martial arts, but they take all sorts of shit and lift weights. Um, and they've told me, I know, I know a guy personally who he came off it everything to have a baby. They sometimes have to cycle off this stuff for their fertility. Um, yeah. And he was saying when he was on all this stuff, he'd be fighting three or four guys. He's been getting hit here. He'd be like fucking hammers and stuff like that. And he's been absolutely fine. And he says without it, he was getting hit and it was 
he could feel everything. Um, so it definitely is a fact. But if you if you read the book, Mark Hunt was like Mark Hunt damaged himself beating him in the first fight. He's, he broke both his hands. His, his leg was fucked. He's, he was getting headaches and stuff like that. And then the second fight, he went out and Anki just clipped him on the top of the head and put him away. And it was him that actually said in the book, he, he, he definitely thinks it was because he was not on Geary. Because in the book, he calls him a cheating bastard. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I read that book and uh, what a book it is as well. It's and he goes book. into saying about why, uh, why he, he started the lawsuits. Because I think, I think it was Brock and somebody else that... UFC knew they failed the test, made them fight anyway, didn't dock him their purse, knowing they was under the influence and enhanced and still put him in. You put yeah. him in and gets a deadly weapon. I don't think it should yeah. have happened. I think his lawsuit should have fucking stung him. Um, it's, what a book, my James. How good is that book? It's a great book, man. We had him in the gym in, uh, late last year and he was yeah. he came in and watched sparring. It was it was kind of surreal, like watching him coming in and uh, it was so cool. His wife's Scottish actually, she was over visiting family, but um, he came in and when he came in to watch Sparn, everybody went absolute bonkers. I think we had two yeah. guys get dropped pretty heavy, and I was like, oh, fuck. But mm. he, was, <laughs> he was such a nice dude, but he, he took a lot of time and spoke to Stevie and Danny about the business side of the UFC and, and stuff like that, and it was really nice in there. James, you, you would know. So, are you sad and not even doing testing like in competition when you're? You know, like twenty-four hours either side of the fight. We never get tested at Fight Island, but um, about maybe a month ago, Stevie got tested at his house. The okay, the, the, the tester turned up at his house, which was just as Good. normal. Like they, they they have the address and they have the your like the whereabouts thing. So uh, Stevie actually got tested then, but I think the some of the protocols were a wee bit different. Normally, the wee guy goes into the bathroom with you and watches you take a piss pretty much and I, I don't think he'd done that I think he gave him the pack to go and pee and and stuff like that but we okay. never get te- never get tested on Fight Island I've never even seen uh, in fact I seen that you saw the office that was it so I don't know if maybe somebody else get randomly tested that night we, usually the pick when you're on the bus they'll say like when you get to the arena go to the Yasada office or somebody will be waiting for Yasada to test you but uh, Danny never got it that time so I don't know who got tested that night mm. Interesting. And I saw that comment from Chris Scudden go up there. <laughs> it's to say that JDS's chinny is wrong. He's got a glass head. <laughs> Fair enough. Um, so let's move on to the John Dodson fight. Um, he's fighting Merab. I'm not even going to attempt his last name. We, we all know who he is. Um, this for me could be the fight of the night. I'm looking forward to this one. James, how do you see it going? I hate watching John Dodson fight. <laughs> um, <laughs> Dodson on points, he'll just move about on the outside, blitz in every now and again, score some points, and then move about on the outside again. 15 minutes of that, rinse and repeat. Craig? Uh, I've got John Dodson points. I think. Uh... I'm not going to attempt his name either. Dilly Aspili is uh, he's, well he's known to go to points, and I think that Dobson striking might be a little bit quick for him. Uh, and I, I think he like pointing. Lewis. Yeah, exactly the same. Um, cl- close fight. I think you'll you'll probably see Dobson move, stick a move, coming with those blitzes, and um, yeah, three round decision. I'm going to be odd one out here, Glenn. I don't know enough about the other guy. I. I 
I don't have done that. Uh, I haven't watched them much. You've done so the match, yeah. 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 I'm not going to comment on it. I don't know much. I, oh, I, I will comment. I'd like to fight Brett Thomas by Dodson. Would you? You want him to fight him next? Mm, perhaps one more. Okay. Dodson's next fight. Jordan's one more and then we'll go short. And Peter? Yeah, Dodson in the early days was good. I think he had, what, two title fights against Mighty Mouse? Uh, I think it was the ultimate fighter when I first seen him. Uh, he wound everybody up the wrong way. He doesn't have a lot of fans. Uh, Dodson, since that second title fight shot, he's been quite inconsistent. Winning one, losing one, winning one, losing one. And this other guy's coming off a four-win streak. I think this other guy's going to beat him in my decision. This other guy, it reminds me of people like Norman Parrott can't finish a fight to save a life. When he finished a dinner fight, half of it for him. Can I just I think... remind you, the last person you said couldn't finish a fight was hmm. Jennifer Meyer. Yeah. <laughs> How dare you, Peter? <laughs> Peter it was him that pulled it on. He's solely responsible. Was Peter wrong? I'm good. I'm good at predicting fights. When it comes to Scottish fighters, I'm shit. I'm just absolutely shit. I have to go over the Scottish fighter every time, but James would rather you didn't bother going forward. <laughs> <laughs> no, we've had we've had a bit of bad run of luck. Uh, back to uh, Beardu, he won. Yeah. But yeah. Uh, but yeah, no, just they'll come back stronger. So I'm pretty confident. Is uh, James is a way to be old Stevie Ray's opponent, aren't you? Are we exclusive here? He'll win that one. Nope. No, no, <laughs> <laughs> So hopefully, is it, is it uh, the next fight, Ireland? Hopefully, Stevie will get another one, get his going, and work his way Don't back. Make up. a prediction. <laughs> James doesn't want to hear it. <laughs> well, we did win the, we did win the MMA World Cup, remember? Me and James. Thanks yeah. to Peter. Mostly yeah. my predictions were pish. <laughs> <laughs> hmm. um, well, I'm going out on a limb and I'm going to say Merab is, is going to win that fight. But let's move on. Um, Ankalev is the last fight we're going to talk about against Kutalaba. Um, the Hulk. Uh, yeah, the Hulk. <laughs> this is my favourite fight, I think. <laughs> so this, this is a rematch, isn't it? From yeah, they had, they had the early stoppage oh, last time. You must, uh, yeah, the, you must Lewis, remember that one. Yeah, was this you, not the one that we saw in Copenhagen? When he was yeah. peaking, he was injured. Remember, he told him. Yeah, yeah, this is where he. That's in, it. In in Bruce Buffett's introduction, and he and uh, he stormed across the ring to Slava and got in his face. You remember, and and Bruce sort of went. Oh. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> know what, I had no idea what was going through his head. And the next uh, minute, he's drunk dancing, so I don't know what was going on in his head either. So uh, it's absolutely hilarious. It reminds me very well for those two two reasons that I've never seen anything like it. Um, yeah. So, yeah, it's going to be my favourite fight, I think. I, I think Anklev for this one. He seemed to be seemed to be leading the dance last time, didn't he? He was trending in his direction. So I'm going to go yeah. with, with Anklev. Uh, finish, early finish. I agree. I think uh, he did catch him last time, um, even though he was pretending to be a bit more hurt than he was. I yeah. still think he hurt him. Um, so I, did, I think exactly the same as you, actually, Lewis. I think we've agreed on pretty much everything so far. Yeah, yeah. Me, so we're going to be completely <laughs> wrong. I think, um, you yeah. I, I think you two should get a room together. He's actually in the next room, so I'm actually <laughs> trying to get this call over with so I can get yeah. in there with him. Um, yeah, I'm going to say round one chaos as well. Oh, round one. I like the way you're yeah. very decisive with these predictions. We're getting method and round. Yeah. 
Glenn, do you see it going the same way as these guys? Uh, yeah, a bit later, though. A bit later, only because they know each other. <laughs> Not very well. I've got Ankalev as well. He's, I think he's excellent. Um, if you look at his, his whole time in the UFC, he's been brilliant. Even in, he lost to Paul, got triangled off Paul after, but he looked sensational up to that point. And then he's came back, and every fight he just looks, he looks like a, he could actually end up being a genuine kind of title contender. Um, I think the other guy, Kutalaba, he he looks quite mentally frail. Him, I think with. Mm-hmm. With the, the axe and the screaming and all that shit, and the Russian guy is quite bulletproof, I think mentally. So, I think it, I think the Russian guy wins. I don't know if it'll be round one, but I think he'll stop him. Maybe, maybe middle of round two. If not, it'll be maybe a three round beating. Um, but I think he'll dominate every aspect of the fight. Yeah, I mentioned it at the beginning, but I think this is a terrible time to be fighting if you don't have a really strong mental game. Just. All that time alone, quarantining <laughs> with your thoughts. I, I know they're in Vegas and things are probably different there, but just that whole thing must be really strange. But, um, yeah, so we're, we're all going for Ankalev on that one. Are you going for that, Peter, as well? Yeah, well, I'm, I'm kind of excited. Obviously, it's a rematch. It might be a bit of bad blood and all that. Because uh, uh, remember, the crowd were booing it. They were blaming the Russian guy and you gave him the, all the middle finger and all that when he was leaving the cage. <laughs> uh, but the first thing we need to get excited about is the weigh-ins. What is he going to dress up as? Will it be Wonder Woman or something like that? So, And then obviously when they're getting announced, I'm pretty sure... Oh. Uh, I think he's going to come out hard and quick. I think he's going to be a quick start and I think somebody's going to get knocked out quick. And You have to fancy the Russian guy, as you said, only... Only thing on his record, blip on his record, was Paul getting him in the very last second. So I think he is going to be someone to look out for in the next couple of fights and could work his way to a title shot. And I think he's going to knock him out quick. I think he's going to be fast and frantic. Uh, I don't think he's going to be giving none of that um, injury kind of shit this time along. The only time I've seen that, I think, is maybe in the WWE. But mm. So I, I think it's a lesson learned for him. Uh, it's a there. Yeah, him coming off loss two out of three because that was all stood. So he's kind of fighting for his career as well. He needs to get a win in his next couple of fights as well. So I think he's going to come out hard and it's going to be uh, interesting. Yeah. Would, would something like that, James, be like a strict no-no for your fighters to try and act like as clearly as that? I don't Roll like it. It, 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 up, um, it may end up getting a late stoppage in this one just to, to make sure. Like, um, yeah, maybe. Yeah, I'm not, not that keen on it. I don't mind... Like a bit of sportsmanship and stuff like that, but he was clearly hurt. I think, like, he definitely yeah. got tagged, and then he tried to brush it off. But um, I, I don't know if he does that in the gym, maybe when he's sparring and stuff like that. There's, there's, it's kind of that goes on, I think. But I yeah. think I'll, find out in find out in this fight if he does it again. Yeah, I'd <laughs> maybe that's just a, how he fight. <laughs> I'd definitely rather have a an early stoppage than a late one. I think. Yeah. Yeah. Let's leave the the fake injuries to the beast. <laughs> um, I just had a few things that I wanted to cover off before we finish the show. I wanted to give a big shout out to PK Zade who uh, won his brave debut yesterday. Um, looked absolutely incredible against um, a really tough opponent, and he said afterwards that because the guy was Swedish, they don't um, have all of their 
fights recorded on Tapology, so he <laughs> was fighting someone a lot bigger and a lot more experienced than he expected, but he still came away with the win and he looked absolutely outstanding. Um, I wanted to give a shout out to Corey McKenna, who's going to be on Dana White's Contender Series on Tuesday. Uh, Jack Mason was on the plane out to corner her earlier. I know she's got you by a favour in her corner. Uh, she's been preparing for this since she was 13 years old. So I'm just so excited to see her shoot her shot and hopefully walk away with that contract. Um, I wanted to wish contenders the best of luck with their drive-in show that's happening in Norwich on Friday. Uh, the 14th, changed by popular demand from the Monday to the Friday. Uh, still tickets available. Try and support them. Try and support anyone who's trying to put shows on at the moment. What about non-drivers? What about what? Non-drivers. Non-drivers? Non-drivers. Non-drivers. Oh, they'll have to go with somebody else. <laughs> Don't worry. You don't want to drive to Norwich. You don't want to take that drive, man. I, I, drove, to, I drove to that show before. And it was the worst experience of my life. Was it? Oh, God. <laughs> Why? We get lost. I think it takes about 11 hours to get there. It was an absolute <gasps> fucking nightmare. I think we were... Oh, my God. It was terrible. And then my two so fighters won. the actual show? No, the show was brilliant. The show was excellent. Oh. Sorry, I should maybe say that. Uh, Everybody there was excellent. <laughs> the, the, the production and stuff was fine. Well saved. Both my fighters win. Um, in the first round, after an 11-hour drive, and we had to drive fucking home. But the, the drive is such a hard place to get to for Scotland because you have to drive all the way down, then across. Um, yeah. We should have just flew. I need to stop moaning that it's two hours from me then. <laughs> And two more things that I wanted to ask you guys about before um, we signed off. One was Mads Burnell signing for Bellator. Um, congratulations to him. Um, personally, I'm just a little bit disappointed that we don't get to see him back in the UFC. And I know there are some good matchups for him in Bellator, but for me, every matchup is a good matchup for him in, in the UFC. And I would just, that's where I think he belongs. And I'm not sure of the story behind it. Um, Ali Abdulaziz is his manager. So it, you would have thought that it, it was offered to him, but I just don't know. James, what, what do you think of him going to Bellator? Um, I, I don't know if this is true, but I think Mads actually asked the UFC to release him. I'm not sure if that's true before he went to Cage Wars. I think he's an exceptional fighter. I think... But I remember right when he went to UFC, his first fight was at welterweight um, against a massive Brazilian guy. And then his second fight, I thought it was close. I can't remember if he won or not, but he looked outstanding at Cage Warriors. He, he actually, one of my fighters was meant to fight him before, so I'd looked into him quite a bit. Um, he's, he's such a talented fighter. I'm yeah. not sure what he's, why he's went to Bellator. Like, Ali can pretty much get most of these guys into the UFC. He's got, he's yeah. got a fair bit of pull with them. He manages Stevie. Um, I don't know why he's... I, I don't know if Bellator's gave him a very good offer, I guess. The same way, way Ross Houston's went to Bellator, maybe. They maybe yeah. just got a, bit, a better offer than the UFC. But Madge Burnell's probably one of the best, if not the best featherweight in, in Europe. Um, outside the... Well, Connor's not that fairly in there, but he's, he's definitely up there as, as one of the very best featherweights in Europe. Yeah, I totally agree. Totally agree. We're 
both big fans, aren't we, Lewis? Yeah, Mads. Um, I met Mads a couple of years ago in UFC. Uh, sorry, Cage Warriors in Copenhagen, and he was like a, a super packed out show. They got so many people in there that in the end, there was people sitting in like the aisles and things like that. And I ended up actually after he fought sitting next to him in the aisle because the media section got sold out. And um, he's, <laughs> yeah, he's, they, they absolutely loved it over there for, for Copenhagen. And um, he's one of those guys who's like, he's so laid back about everything. Like when I, I remember asking him about being released from the UFC and he, all he kind of said was he's about looking forward, about getting a cage warriors belt yeah. and, and taking it from there. But like you said, Kate, I, I did expect a guy of his caliber to sign with the UFC. It's, it's the biggest promotion, the most competitive promotion, I think. And um, with, with the record he's got, with the skills he's got, I definitely expect him to... I thought he had a defence of his title. Yeah. Another defence. And then I expected him to get signed. At, I think the only thing I can think of is that Bellator have come in and give him a, a big money offer that he couldn't refuse. You know, he's definitely got... He's got that star potential as well, like the way he talks, the way he carries himself. He's not just great in the cage. He's the whole, the whole, the whole package, I think. Yeah. Um, so so I think it, it might. this might be the case where... You know, he didn't he didn't get that sort of offer from the UFC. He's been released from there before. Um Bellator came in with a with a big a big water cash and he's you know, he's he decided to take it because it's a short career, I suppose. That's the only yeah. thing I can think. But I I would like to have seen him gone back to UFC, but you know, I, I suppose if he's he's got good management and good coaches, that's where he's gone for, that's his decision. Uh. <laughs> I, I don't know who she didn't mean it to fight any man. Any man shite anyway, but Quarantine who? must be getting to Kieran, I think. <laughs> who, who is it directed at on on here? Who right, yeah, you just asked them? us to sing him a contract. Yeah. Did, did anybody watch QFC yesterday where they done the two, three, Mate, and one? And they had QFC a guy called is the fight then as well. As well, uh, Biggie Morris is the rap. Yeah, the guy, they had a guy called Tom who was on the the team of three in both fights, and he's kind of guy. <laughs> he was kind of guy to punch it and run away. And in the first fight, he was kind of no engaging. So the guy was telling the referee to push him in so he could help his teammates. And he was like, no, no, they got it covered. So he, he was in the second one. And he got knocked down in the first round. He got back up. Somebody pulled his shirt, his trousers down. The referee, <laughs> oh, my God. The referee had to pull him back up. And then he punched the guy in the back of the head, which is not allowed, and ran away. And the guy's like, I fucking want you. So he went and went one-on-one. Oh, one my day. God. So they end up. Why are we giving? Miss, can we please not talk about this? Wait, wait, wait. What was that called, Pete? I had a few talk about that fucking crap. It's embarrassing. It's proper fighters who train forever to go on shows and they are going to They're fucking assholes. And they're going to spoil it for all of us. Somebody's going to get fucking hurt. Tom started the trend, though, because in the UFC later that night, a guy ended up fighting with his shorts down. No. Oh, just to let you know, anyway, you're the pleasure of sharing my last pint to me because I'm going to put myself in camp ready to fight the end of the year now. So, oh, I get congrats, Glenn. <laughs> so, oh, anyway, enjoy right, it. on that note, i got about fucking nine missed calls on my phone, so I better phone them back. I'm going to go, right? Oh, you go, Glenn. Thank you for joining us. I only had one more thing Again. to mention to, oh, go on, to the other four. Go. Uh, I was just going to talk about Cody Garbrandt getting the flyweight title shot. Glenn, I'll let you go first because I know you're in a rush. Um, I think he should fight at that weight once first before he takes a shot. I'm not sure where everyone else is doing it or not. Is. He hasn't fought a uh, bantamweight, he's dropped to only. No, he's dropped to flyweight for this ah, yeah, final sorry. fight. But Drop Figueredo's missed 
Figueredo said I want him to make weight first, and people quite rightly turned around to Figueredo and said, you've missed weight yourself you for a championship mm. fight. So. I think you should fight the weight first, or one fight, and then take a title shot. I don't think you could, because it's, it's... I know it's, it's not a big pool of flyweight. It's in November. The thing is, as well, though, I think with that division being so thin, I think the UFC are yeah, actually exactly. just, just take a punt and put a big name yeah, in there, right. and if they both miss, they'll just fight at a bantamweight then. So, I, I think... <laughs> What's that? Do you think they'll fold that division? Because it was talk from scrapping it, wasn't it? No, I don't think they will now. I, I think um I think they'll keep it going. I, I don't see any reason to really close it. But I just feel like in terms of big names, there's not that many. And, and figure yeah. cle- cleaned the division on his way up as well. So for they, me, they're, that desperate, they're that desperate they've gotten Cody well, lost three out of four. And you get a title fight. Right, guys, the anyway, last fight. all the best. See you. See you the last title shot was on a fight night, which says everything needs to be about that title, doesn't it? That, 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 how they view it. Because that they was on a fight. They always were, though, night, weren't they? The, the Mighty Mouse ones were as well. No, I'm sure he, they were on pay per view. They weren't. He, were they he not? had a deal. Were they on fight nights as well? Yeah, yeah, they were. It's hard to tell, isn't it? Because it always looks the same to yeah, yeah, that's true. The, uh, okay. so they were they were on fight nights, were they? Yeah, because he he had a deal oh, where he didn't, didn't get pay per view points. He got um, like he he got a flat right. fee, and so they used him to headline fight nights. And you'll mm. see Valentina sometimes does belt defenses on fight night yeah. cards. Okay, but do you think he he can win at flyweight, James? I think he looked good in the last fight. I think going to Mark Henry has probably helped him with his defence. A couple of problems he had before. Um, he should have probably tested the water and took a fight first. But mm. the, the, the the division is quite shallow. I think there's actually more there's more fighters in the female flyweight division than there is in the men's right now. Um, wow. I keep an eye I keep an eye on that weight class over because he looks shanks. It's kind of where yeah. he's aiming aiming to be. Um, I think there's some brilliant fights there as well. There's there's some excellent, excellent martial artists at flyweight. They just they don't get they don't get the public's attention the way the rest of the weight classes do. But you're always it's the same as what we spoke about earlier with Chris Weidman. If you're an ex-champion, you you get privileges that other guys won't get, like to to drop down a weight class like Aldo just done and, and fight for a belt immediately and stuff like that, or yeah. or co-main event and and stuff like that. So um, it'll be an interesting fight. There's no deals for him to fight, and he'll. He'll definitely go at him, which is, is cool. Do you feel like it's maybe a bit of a shot to nothing for the UFC? Because if he drops down, he loses. He just goes back up to number three in the bantamweight. Yeah. So they haven't got anything yeah, to lose. Um, yeah. If he becomes a champion, then they've got some, a champion in that division and he can still fight at the bantamweight as well, apparently. So I think that they're just looking at it as a shot to nothing, get a big name as a champion there, and then they can maybe sell some pay-per-views with him. I and Figueredo looks thing. like an absolute beast if he's yeah, yeah. to Joey Benavides and then beats Cody as well. The Bantamweight yeah, um, the, the division is absolutely stacked now as well. Like yeah. If he mm-hmm. won right through even 10. Um, I think Cody, if he stays there, it'll be win-one-lose-one type of thing. I can't see him mm. I can't see him beating Jan or, or maybe even some of the other top five guys, whereas he drops down a weight class there and... and goes all in against the champion and he just needs to be on that night and, and potentially get a win. Yeah. 
Peter, I missed that comment that you just had up there. It's a shake comment. Oh, feel like the flyweight division <laughs> still really misses DJ. Bad decision to swap him for Askren. Um, what? Well, they did, didn't they? They swapped uh, Ben Askren. I made most. Yeah, 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 with Mighty Mouse. But well, I, I feel like they never properly um, sold Mighty Mouse anyway, and they made the Masvidal <laughs> brand out of oh, having Ben Askren in the UFC. So I think it was more than worth it, to be honest. Askren hinted that he might not be done yet as well. I don't know who he's yeah. eyeing. I can't yeah, remember yeah. off the head who he's eyed up, but he has got someone in. He's uh, got to have his hip replacement in yeah, five yeah. weeks, and then, and he then said depending he's gonna, uh, how the rehab goes. Yeah, so he might not. He still might work out for him, mm. even with Askren, not just with. But yeah, as you say, they made the Aspidal, uh biggest moment of last year happen. So yeah, that was more than worth it for them. Awesome. Well, let me just come round to everyone and see if there's anything else they, they've got to talk about. That was everything that was on my list. James, we really appreciate you coming on um, and really excited to hear that Stevie Ray is going to be potentially at Fight Island. Um, wishing you all the best with his camp and with Luke's camp, um, obviously champ camp for Luke. Yes. Um, so... Yeah, any any shout-outs or anything you wanted to mention before you go? No, I'm good. Thanks for having us back on. But, guys, it's cool. No, it's always brilliant having you and um, just having a coach's mindset on breaking down these fights and, and the kind of way that you look at game plans is really interesting. Um, Craig, congratulations yeah. on getting through your first yeah. live show. Sorry to the end. I didn't just say, all oh, my internet died and quit out after 10 minutes, so... <laughs> <laughs> That's the one positive, I guess. Um, but yeah, thanks for having me. It's been a pleasure to uh, be here tonight. Uh, just got my fingers crossed now that Sean O'Malley comes good and doesn't have a stinker in that coma. <laughs> That's all I'm worried about. You're not going to get the guitar out before we go? Um, not today. Someday. We'll save that for next time. <laughs> Maybe. I'll hide it. Lewis, how's the hangover holding up? Yeah, just about. I had a little bit of a panic midway through, with, with, literally with the Wi-Fi cutting out as well. So, um, I thought you'd gone to be sick. No, no. I, I knew that. I, I knew that's what you'd be thinking, so I was trying to get back on. But, yeah, managed to get back in, managed to get through it. And, um, yeah, looking forward to these next lot of fights now. So, yeah, I think think uh, another, another show well done. And, uh, yeah, thanks for having me on. Oh, I love having you on. And Peter, coming to you last. Anything else you want to sign off on as co-host? No, just, well, next week we possibly could be doing a show on Scottish gyms and all that to open. I know James said at the start of the show we've got a date in September, but as far as I'm led to believe that's not an opening date, that's where they'll review it again. And obviously the cases recently, just, just not in Scotland, but in UK are going up again. So hopefully that kind of tails off and does go back down again. Hopefully we can get the gyms open in September. If not, I'm hoping we can do a show next week where we'll have something in place. If there's a second wave and all that, there's a, a charity now called UMA, United Mixed Martial Arts, that I'm now involved with. And I was talking to James, they'll be getting emails, all the gyms and all that. We're going to be writing a letter to Nicola Sturgeon and all that. So if it is a second wave, the gyms will know exactly where they stand in each phase of a lockdown again. So phase four, one, two and three, they'll know if they can open or how many people can get in a gym and all that. So we're hoping to get something sorted that way. And so hopefully we'll get all the gyms together and we can fight for that. And hopefully 
in September or even sooner we can get the gyms open and we can get going again. But it is a bit of a worry that the the cases are going up again, but death are not, so that's a good thing. So hopefully we can get back to normal next month. And next couple of days we can confirm next week's show and we can hopefully talk a bit more about that. And that's me. And I missed Mark Ewan off as well for Celtic Gladiators, James. Sorry. Good luck that's to right. him as well. Thank you. <laughs> well, we might, we might have him on soon and okay. I remember he was one of the guys we were actually talking about getting Mark on. I don't think we've, we've interviewed him at events like on top and all that and stuff. But we'll get him on. I don't think we've, yeah, we'll get him on the late show that he was one of the guys we were talking about because I think Mark has got such a great future. He's going to go all the way, definitely, what we've seen, especially since he moved to higher level as well. He's just been taken to a new level. Is that the why you took him to higher level? Uh, is that why you took him to Fight Island, James? Give him a bit of experience and all that as a big show? Yeah, pretty much. When, um, I think we spoke about this before. His kid's just turned 21, so he knows he's, he's narrow. He's, he's completely focused on this being his career. He actually works as a model, the kid, so he does like a, a shoot once or twice a month, makes enough money to, to train full-time. Um, he's an ex- You've seen him, Peter, he's an exceptional talent, but it was just to take him and, and let him be around about the UFC. We've done the same at Bellator. Um, just so he's comfortable with it. Obviously, Fight Island's a bit weird, but just so he's comfortable with the arena and, and yeah. the staff and, and the procedures and fight week and stuff like that. Um, but he's, he's definitely one to look out for that kid. Lewis, that's what you and me should have done. We should have been models to pay for us being able to do MMA UK yeah. full time. Well, when I when I started when I started with MMA UK, Peter said he had some jobs lined up for me, but he never came through with it in the end. So <laughs> can't rely on him. Lewis does porn her once a week. That's the closest he's getting to models. <laughs> All right, guys. Well, thanks so much for your time. Really interesting hearing your input. Can't wait to see who was right, especially on the Dodson fight that everyone else thinks was is going to be a stinker. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right. Take care, everyone. Thank you. Thank you. Bye. Bye.